Welcome once again to the Cedar Grove Church Podcast. This is Lady Tamara Lester, and I love being able to begin the podcast every week and um, just share a little insight Uh, with you. We are just, again, uh, we want to always express the fact that we are humbled that you are taking part in downloading and subscribing, liking, and um, just engaging with us in regards to our podcast. This one today is from Pastor Monty's most recent sermon titled, Carry Your Corner. This is another one in the Better Together series. And um, just, uh, we just really believe that, um, or really pray that um, it ministers to you right where you are. And as we just really think about 2021 and that we really, really, truly need community, we are better together. So we hope and pray that um, it meets you where the Lord wants you to be met in this season. Enjoy. Thank you, guys. Greetings, thanks to God. This is Pastor Monty Lester, the senior pastor of the Cedar Grove Church, located right here in beautiful Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And once again, we want to say thank you uh, for joining in to our worship experience right here. Yes, Lord. Uh, and I thank God. I'm, I'm really thankful to God. I've been counting my blessings lately. And I uh, just want to say thank you to the Lord for his goodness, uh, for his grace, his mercy, for all the fantastic and phenomenal things he has done. God has been good, uh, even in the midst of this pandemic, even in the midst of all the things that we've experienced in 2020 as well as 2021, God has been good. As a matter of fact, I uh, looking back over this time last year when there was so much uncertainty, so many fears that we were experiencing and, and how God just showed up showed out and God has really kept his promises Uh, he said he would never leave he would never forsake he said that he would abundantly supply all our need according to his riches and glory and God has done just that and I'm grateful to God not only am I thankful for God but I thank God for God's people today yes that means you yes all of you that have hung in there All of you that have hung in there, those of you that have supported the ministry, those that have worked behind the scenes as well as in front of the cameras. And uh, I want to thank God for each and every one of you, for every seed that you have sown, seeds of time, seeds of talent, seeds of treasure. Yes, Lord, whether it was major or minor, I want to thank God for each and every one of you because of you. Yes, because of your commitment and your uh, continued support of the kingdom, God has brought us this far. Yes, that song that we love so much at the Cedar Grove Church, we've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. And guess what? God has never failed us yet. And I don't believe he's ever going to fail us. So again, just want to say thank you for all that you have done. Yes, some of you know that we're transitioning back. God has been good. Yes, Lord, he's uh, prospered us. He's He's protected us. He's provided for us. Yes, Lord. Uh, Uh, during this pandemic season and now we're making our transition back some of you know we started out a few Sundays or a few months doing one Sunday a month then we transition to two Sundays a month hallelujah and then next month we're going to 
three Sundays. Yes, the first three Sundays of the month. Yes, the first three Sundays of the month. We're going to do that uh, next Sunday, or next month, excuse me, for the month of June. Yes, uh, first Sunday, second Sunday, and third Sunday. And then in August, we're believing God that continue to lift this plague. Uh, we believe in God that uh, what he said in his word in Second Chronicles 7 and 14, and that's what we've been standing on. Yes, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God promised that he would uh, forgive our sins and that he would heal the land. And we're just trusting him to be continue to be true to that promise. Yes, Lord, we've been fasting. We've been praying. We've been trusting. Hallelujah. And God promised that he would forgive our sin. He would heal our land. And I thank you for doing just that. Thank God for you that have joined us through prayer as well. So again, we're trusting God that uh, in the month of August, yes, Lord, or excuse me, in the month of July, that we're going to have a uh, service for uh, 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 all Sundays there. Hallelujah. So we, we started with one Sunday a month, going with two Sundays a month, then going with three Sundays a month, four Sundays a month. And then I believe in the month of August, it's five Sundays a month. Yes, Lord. So we're going to be back full force. And again, it's because of you, uh, because of your faith. Uh, your trust in the Lord, your prayers, hallelujah, your contributions. And again, we say thank you today. And today I'm continuing in my sermon series that we began on the first Sunday. Uh, the sermon series is entitled Better Together. Yes, uh, better together. Yes, I just believe that some things are just better together. Yes, Lord, I believe that the word tells us that we're called uh, and created for community. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. The Bible says, and we started in the first sermon on the, of this series talking about forsake not the assembly, talking about what happens when we come together and how God breathes, yes, and blows and, and blesses uh, the body of believers. Yes, Lord. Uh, thank God for that. Forsaken not the assembly. And then we talked about Naomi and Ruth. Yes, Lord. I just can't stop loving you. How God had divinely connected uh, this mother-in-law and this daughter-in-law and how God, because of her faith, uh, her, mother her desire to support her mother-in-law as well as uh, trust in her God, how God uh, rewarded her faith. Yes, Lord. So today we're going to go even deeper. I want to call your attention to the gospel according to St. Mark uh, chapter 2. Mark chapter 2, one of the famous and phenomenal chapters of scripture. I love it whenever the Lord leads me in this direction to share a word uh, with his people. Mark chapter 2, and I want to lift up verses 1 through 12. Amen. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Hallelujah. And I want to uh, uh, read it all in your hearing today. I want you to get this in your spirit. Hallelujah. And if you're at home, I want to challenge you and charge you. Yes, I know we're home. I know we're comfortable. I know all of that. You probably still got your slippers on and your comfortable clothing. But, but I want you to do this. I want you to center yourselves. I want you to put your mind on heaven and heavenly divine things. If you haven't already done it in the praise and worship, I just believe you should do it right now. Yes, I believe there's something about uh, worship. Yes, that uh, you only get out what you put in. But if you put something in, yes, you can get something out with interest. Hallelujah. So uh, I want you to center yourself and focus on heaven and heavenly divine things as we go deeper into his word. Uh, Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And when you have it, please shout, I got it. Yeah, shout it again so your neighbor in the, in the next room can hear and say, I got it. Hallelujah. And I'm sharing from the New King James translation today. Here begins the reading of God's word. Mark chapter 2, beginning at verse number 1, the word of God says, And again, he entered Capernaum. After some days, it was heard that he was in the house. Verse 2, immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. 
and he preached, here is the word to them. Verse three, then they came to him, bringing a paralyzed, uh, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. Mm. Verse four, and when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Hallelujah. Verse five. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. Verse six. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, uh, said, why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Verse eight, but immediately, there's that word again. When Jesus perceived in his spirit uh, that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Verse nine, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. Verse 10, but that you may know, yes, hallelujah, uh, that you may know that the Son of God, uh, the Son of Man, uh, has power on earth uh, to forgive sins. He said unto the paralytic, I say to you, arise. Somebody shout arise, yeah. Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Verse 12, and immediately he rose, took up the bed, and went out of the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God saying, we have never saw anything like this. Amen, amen. Uh, I'm getting ready to pray, but today the Lord now wanna minister uh, uh, from the subject coming from uh, that third verse there where it says in verse three, then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four. Hallelujah. Today the Lord and I wanna minister from the subject carry your corner hallelujah carry your corner hallelujah let us pray uh, precious lord we praise you we thank you for this day we thank you for this preaching moment we thank you for every provision that you've provided to allow this moment in time to take place heavenly father we thank you for thorough preparation we thank you for uh, the anointing today oh god and i pray right now that you would anoint me afresh that you would use me your servant as a uh, a tool in your hand that your kingdom may go forth with power and authority. I pray right now that everyone under the sound of my voice that comes in contact with this message, oh God, not only today, but throughout eternity, we have an authentic encounter with you. Uh, thank you now for what you're getting ready to do. Have your way. It's in the name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody loves him, shout amen. Amen. Somebody type, carry your corner. Hallelujah, carry your corner. Amen. As we continue in this Better Together sermon series, uh, I want to say to some and, and inform others that anyone who has been around me for a little while knows uh, uh, I believe in the benefits of teamwork. Yes, I'm a strong believer in the benefits of teamwork. As a matter of fact, anybody who's been around me just for a little while uh, have heard me say personally that teamwork, Cedar Grove, where are you? Makes what? The dream work. Yeah, personally, teamwork makes the dream work. But not only personally, but also scripturally. You've heard me preach um, 
uh, from the scriptures, what the word of God says, where one can chase a thousand, uh, but two can put 10,000 to flight. Yes, Lord, you've heard scripturally, yes, Lord, where we've read Psalms 133 and 1 that said, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Uh, you've heard me time after time talk about Matthew 18, uh, where Jesus said, if two or three are gathered together, touching and agreeing, yes, agreeing, that there, there he is in the midst. And whatever we ask of the Father shall be granted unto us. Anyone who has been around me just for a little while understand that I believe in the benefits of teamwork. Yes, personally, scripturally, and even Actually, hallelujah, you don't even have to take my word for it. Just ask Tom Brady, hallelujah. Yes, uh, he can move from New England, go down to uh, Tampa Bay and, and connect again with Gronk and, and AB, hallelujah, and win a championship. Uh, yes, Lord, uh, there are benefits and blessings of teamwork. Don't take my word for it. Ask LeBron James, yes, uh, uh, who had struggled for his first year being in Los Angeles, my team, yes. But when he got Anthony Davis one year, yes, Lord, the team came together. Yes, and won a championship. Don't take my word for it. Just ask Kyrie. Yes, Kyrie, James Harding, and Kevin Durant, for those of you that are fans of the East. Hallelujah. Somebody understands that there are benefits uh, and teamwork. Yes. So whether it's personally, naturally, or spiritually, we understand that there are benefits and blessings of teamwork. As a matter of fact, some of you understand that we are created uh, for community. Some things are just better together. Somebody tell your neighbor, I'm better. Yes, Lord, because we are together. Yes, Lord, we are created for community. Some things are better together. But does anybody know that everybody in your crowd is not in your corner? Holler back at your boy. Yes, Lord. Everybody in your crowd is not in your corner. And today what I want to talk about is the importance of Christ-centered relationships. Yes, Christ-centered relationships. People that believe what you believe. People that walk in the direction that you walk. Uh, you may not have everything in common, hallelujah, but you do have the main thing in common. That is, you believe uh, that Jesus is still the answer for whatever the world needs today. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the importance of uh, Christ-centered relationships as we continue in this sermon series, better together. And today I want to talk about carry your corner. Yes, Lord, carry your corner. Well, that brings me to the text today because here in the gospel according to St. Mark, the second chapter, uh, verses one through 12, uh, we're talking about a situation here in the gospel of St. Mark uh, uh, where it, we find the importance of us carrying our corner. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, some of you are familiar with the gospel according to St. Mark. Yes. Uh, Mark is one of those. Uh, it's the gospel that is a continuous list of the miracles of Jesus. Yes. It's a fast moving gospel where from one miracle to another miracle. Yes, Lord, it's a fast-moving gospel. As a matter of fact, the words immediately, as you heard twice in this text, straightway, uh, those words are heard uh, very frequently in the gospel according to St. Mark. Yes, Lord, it's a fast-moving gospel. And I like the gospel of St. Mark because every now and then I need a reminder that it don't take God all day to do nothing. Yes, Lord, we understand the importance of waiting on God, but do you not understand that sometimes God will move immediately? Yes, God will move straightway. He will come uh, and see about his children. Hallelujah. And that's I like reading the gospel according to St. Mark because it reminds me of how quickly God can change your situation. Yes, Lord, somebody knows you just one phone call away from your next blessing. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, one phone call away. Yes, Lord. So uh, the gospel according to St. Mark and 
And here in Mark chapter two, yes, we we see a situation where it's important, uh, where it emphasizes the importance of teamwork. Somebody shout teamwork. Yes. Uh, Teamwork. Yes, Lord. Understanding that we're better together in the gospel, according to St. Mark in Mark chapter two. Hallelujah. We understand the importance of carrying your corner. Hallelujah. Because the Bible talks about this man. Yeah. There was a man who had a condition called palsy. Uh, He was a paralytic. He couldn't do things only. On his own. But this man had four friends. Yes, Lord, uh, four friends that was in a Christ centered relationship that cared enough for him. Hallelujah. To be able to carry him, to get him in the presence of Jesus. Yes. Every one of them carried their corner. Uh, They were determined to get him to Jesus. And that's a consequence. Jesus saw and rewarded their faith. Hallelujah. Their combined faith. As a matter of fact, this man who came to Jesus lame, he left leaping. Hallelujah. And I just want to let somebody know. Hallelujah. You don't have to stay in the condition you're in. You can come to Jesus lame. Yes, but you can leave leaping. Hallelujah. Because somebody somewhere cared enough about you uh, to help get you into the presence of God. Somebody else carried their corner. Hallelujah. And I just thank God for that today, because believe it or not, uh, when you carry your corner, I want to remind you that everybody has a corner to carry. Hallelujah. That everybody has a corner to carry. Everybody has a part to play. Uh, I often say uh, that God didn't give anybody everything, but God gave everybody what? Something. Yes, Lord. Uh, He gave everybody something. And, And what we must do is carry our corner, do our part, do what we've been anointed to do. Yes, Lord. If we can't sing in the choir, hallelujah. David said it this way. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tent of the wicked. Whatever God has anointed you to do, uh, the challenge and the charge today is to what? Carry your corner. Uh, well, that brings me as we as we look at the text today, I just want to lift up just a few points as it relates to this particular situation in the gospel according to St. Mark chapter two. Amen. Uh, uh, carry your corner. Uh, the first thing I want to lift up as we travel through the text today, uh, I want to lift up point number one is it begins with having a compelling vision, having a compelling vision. Somebody understands that without a vision, the people perish. Amen. Having a compelling vision. I'm in verses one and two. The Bible says that and again, he entered Capernaum and after some days it was noticed that he was in the house and immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, uh, no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Amen. He preached. That means Jesus. Yes. Preached the word to them. Hallelujah. And the compelling vision today is get me to Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, Get us to Jesus. Yes, Lord, to get into the presence of Jesus. Yes, Lord, a compelling vision. Uh, Not only get us to Jesus, but also living beyond ourselves. I'm going to say that again, living beyond ourselves, having uh, concern about somebody else, uh, serving, helping, supporting someone else's needs. Uh, because if you are a follower of Christ, if you are a disciple, yes, Lord, we're not called to be selfish. We're called to be selfless. Yes. And what we want to do is have a compelling vision, a vision uh, to not only be saved ourselves, not only to understand and be blessed and receive the benefits of following Christ, but we want to get somebody else. Yes. 
somebody else in the presence of our Lord. Hallelujah. Having a compelling vision. And that's what was going on here. Yes, Lord, because they understood that if I can get this man to Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, in this situation, yes, where everybody had found out that he was in Capernaum again, where he's in the place where uh, what they call Holy Ghost headquarters in the place where many miracles were taking place. Hallelujah. They said, you know what? We got a friend who has a condition. Hallelujah. He has palsy. And some of you understand what palsy is. Yes, Lord. Palsy is a form of paralysis, as the New King James calls it. He was a paralytic. Yes, Lord. In other words, all of his functions, all of his limbs were not moving properly. Yes, Lord. He uh, uh, did not have the strength uh, to get from point A to point B as he desired. Yes, Lord. It was a physical condition. Yes. But some of us understand not only physical palsy, but we can have financial palsy. Uh, Lord, have mercy where things are not moving as you desire them to move. Uh, sometimes we can have um, uh, uh, a relational palsy where, where things don't come together as we desire them to come. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. But even in the midst of that, it begins with a compelling vision. These guys said, you know what? I know I can walk. Hallelujah. I know I got activity of my limbs. But guess what? It's not all about me. Mm. Uh, I want to help somebody else. I'm not selfish. I'm selfless. Yes, Lord. And it all begins with a compelling vision. Yes, Lord. Because again, without the a vision, the people perish. Hallelujah. And we see this not only in Proverbs, but we also see that in Nehemiah. Does anybody remember Nehemiah? Yes, Lord. When he was in a situation where he had gotten the report about his hometown, Jerusalem, and how the gates of the city had been burned with fire and torn down. But Nehemiah had a vision, although he was in a comfortable and classy position. Hallelujah. He had a vision that was beyond himself. Catch that. Yes, Lord. And as a consequence of Nehemiah's vision, yes, Lord, he was able to pray to the Lord. He was able to gather resources. He was able to get the people behind him. And because the people had a mind to work, yes, they were able to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Yes, Lord. And in just a few days, hallelujah. Does anybody know that when you have a vision, yes, Lord, a compelling vision, yes, Lord, uh, to get in the presence of God and do something beyond yourself, to do something that that helps Somebody else. Yes, Lord. That's when you can leave your mark in the earth. That's when uh, you can build something that lives beyond you. Yes. And that years after you've been gone off of the earth. Hallelujah. You can have a vision that you want to build something for God. And that's what happened here. Yes, Lord. These men. Hallelujah. These men were not concerned about just themselves. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. They were saying, you know what? I want to get our brother. Yes. Who has palsy. This brother who cannot help himself. Hallelujah. We want to get him to Jesus. Uh, and somebody type get him to Jesus. Amen. Because somebody knows that Jesus is still the answer to every ailment. Jesus is still the answer to every issue. Jesus is still the answer to every concern and every need. Yes, Lord. And he's willing and able to heal whatever's going on. Paul put it this way. Now unto him. Yes, Ephesians 3.20. That is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask, I think, according to the power that worketh in you. Does anybody know he's able? Yes, Lord. And all we got to do is get him to Jesus. As a matter of fact, Tamla Mann put it this way. She said, take me to the king. Yes, I don't have much to bring. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. But some, she knew that if I can get into the presence of God, well, regardless of my situation, I know God is able to heal it. Does anybody know that if you have a vision? Yes, Lord. The vision is, uh, uh, I know people spell relief number of ways. 
ways these days. Hallelujah. But does anybody still have the vision to say, you know what, if I can just get him to Jesus, if I can just get somebody in the presence of the Lord where the word is going forth. Hallelujah. Where uh, where the word is being preached. Yes, I believe some things will change. Hallelujah. So it begins with having a compelling vision. Yes. Getting him, getting us. Hallelujah. Into the presence of of the Lord. Amen. Not only, but it begins there, but it also continues with number two, having a bias towards action. Mm. Having a bias towards action. I'm in verse number three. The Bible says, yes, Lord, uh, uh, when they were bringing the Jesus to him, he had preached the word to him. The Bible says, then they came to him. Hallelujah. Bringing a paralytic who was carried by four. Hallelujah. Having a bias to action. Uh, Jesus on the scene. Jesus had come back to Capernaum. The house was packed. Uh, there was a paralyzed man, but guess what? He had some people that had a bias towards action. Yes, Lord. Uh, four men that says, you know what? Uh, we got to do something about this particular situation. They had a bias towards action. As a matter of fact, um, uh, they had a bias towards action. Uh, let me say it this way. I've noticed there are two types of folk in every crowd. Mm, two types of folks in every crowd. Those that would do something and those that would do nothing. I'm going to say that again. Hallelujah. There are two types of folks in every crowd. I don't care how many people are in the crowd. Yes, Lord. Uh, but there are usually two types of folk in every crowd, those that would do something and then those that would do nothing. Amen. Uh, those that would do something. Yes, Lord. Um, those that would do something, having a bias towards action. Amen. Uh, and these men right here, they said, you know, we got a friend that has fallen down. We got a friend that can't help himself. Uh, uh, but instead of just leaving him in his condition, yes, Lord, he, they understood that we're better together. Yes, Lord. And they were willing to carry their corner. Yes. Uh, they were willing to take this man to get him to the place where healing where deliverance uh, was taking place. Hallelujah. And again, there are two folks, two types of folks in every crowd, those that would do something and those that would do nothing. Don't take my word for it. Uh, uh, take Jesus' word for it. Does he, do you remember the parable of the Good Samaritan? Yes, Lord, uh, where there was a man, uh, a Jewish man who had gone down the, the Jericho Road and had, had fell among thieves. Hallelujah. And uh, ran into two types of folk in the crowd. Yes, Lord, those that would do something and then those that would do nothing. Uh, uh, those that would do nothing. Uh, it starts off that way. It starts off with a priest and a Levite. Yes. Uh, church folk. Amen. Hallelujah. And some people know there's a difference between church folk and Christians. Hallelujah. I wish I had time today. Yes. Church folk will see you in your situation, but they will still do nothing. Amen. They'll say, I'm going to pray for you and still don't pray. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll say some things uh, and sometimes they'll do like this priest and this Levite. They'll sightsee through your life. Yes. They'll rub a neck through the rough patch of road that you may have fallen on. Hallelujah. But I thank God that uh, he doesn't give anybody everything, but he gives everybody something. And God has a way of sending somebody by. Yes. Uh, the Bible says that there was a good Samaritan. Uh, uh, that was not a Jew at all, but he came and he saw this man uh, in his condition. And the Bible says that he he put him on his beast. Yes, Lord. Uh, and he took him to the end and he made sure that he was restored and renewed and revived. And I thank God that God will send somebody. Yes, there are always two types of people, people that are do nothing 
Uh, and then people that'll do something. Amen. And what I've learned of the Lord is that you can't be God's given no matter how you try. Yes. Uh, uh, even though you may not have much. Hallelujah. If you would are willing to do something. Yes, Lord. Uh, do whatever you can. God will reward that. Uh, if you remember the widow with the two mites. Yes, Lord. She didn't have much, but she gave all that she had. She put her two pennies in the pot and God looked at that and he saw uh, great things. Yes. Yeah. Does anybody know that Jesus is looking for folks? Ah, that are willing to do something. And again, there are two types of folks, those that are willing to do nothing and those that are willing to do something. And these four men right here, uh, they had a bias towards action. And that's what Jesus looks for. As a matter of fact, he said it in Matthew 25 uh, uh, when he uh, when all of us appear before him and they said, you know what? When did you see me? And I was hungry and you fed me. When did you see me and I was naked uh, and you gave me clothes? When when did you see me sick and you came to visit me? Hallelujah. When did you see me in prison? Hallelujah. And you came to see about me, see about me. And Jesus tells us uh, that when you did this to the least of these, you've done it also unto me. Hallelujah. And and somebody knows that Jesus requires, recognizes and rewards our faith. Hallelujah. And what he's calling us to do. Yes, Lord. He's calling us to carry our corner. Yes, Lord. He's calling us to have a bias towards action. Amen. So so as we continue in the text, hallelujah, the Bible says, yes, Lord, he had a bias towards action. Somebody shout, carry your corner. Amen. Carry your corner. Hallelujah. Because uh, point number one, yes, Lord, it begins with having a compelling vision. Let us get to Jesus. It continues with point number two, uh, having a bias towards action. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. The man says, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to leave my brother in this condition. I'm going to carry my corner. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Uh, and then uh, 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 it goes on to point number three uh, to creatively and courageously uh, confront obstacles. Let me say that again. Point number three, creatively and courageously confront obstacles. I'm in verse number four. Uh, it says, and when they could not come near uh, to him, meaning Jesus, because of the crowd, the Bible says they uncovered the roof. Oh, Lord, where he was. So then they had broken Lord through. They let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Amen. They were creatively and courageously confronting their obstacles. Yes. When they couldn't get through. Huh. Uh, when they came up and, and carried their friend, they were carrying their corner and, and they came to the house where Jesus was. Yes. Uh, uh, they didn't they set all some obstacles in their way uh, because the Bible tells us in the first few verses. Yes, Lord, they couldn't get in because of the press. Uh, uh, there was no room. Hallelujah. They couldn't get in the door. They couldn't even climb in the in the in the window. Uh, but these men right here, yes, Lord, they carried their corner. They creatively and courageously confronted obstacles because the Bible says, you know what? We're not going home. <laughs> uh, no, we, 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 we've come too far uh, to turn around now. And the Bible says they creatively and courageously confronted the obstacles. Yes, Lord, they went up to the roof. And they said, if we can't get in the window, if we can't get in the door, guess what we're going to do? Uh, we're going to be creative uh, and we're going to be courageous because we don't know whose house this is. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, we're going to tear 
turn the roof off. Uh, and we're going to still get our friend to Jesus. Amen. 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 Uh, we're going to creatively and courageously still carry out our calling. And I just want to throw this in for free because this is where some people miss their miracle. Lord have mercy. Uh, because when they run into obstacles, um, uh, uh, they come up with excuses. Mm. And somebody knows that you can't have excellence and excuses in the same environment. Preach Monty Lester. Yes, Lord. Let me say that again. You can't have excellence and excuses in the same environment. Somebody knows you're either going to have to choose one or the other. Which one are you going to choose? You're going to have excuses or you're going to have excellence. Amen. Uh, but these men right here, they were courageously, yes, uh, and, and uh, creatively working through their, their obstacles. Amen. Uh, nowhere in the Bible does do I see where they had a discussion with these men talking about uh, uh, how heavy is he? Mm. If we're going to carry our corner, I want to know how heavy is. Uh, how, how far do we got to carry him? Uh, and, you know, in 2021, you, uh, what a lot of people ask, are we going to get paid? How much are we going to get paid for carrying him? Uh, hallelujah. But they had a bias towards action as well as they creatively and courageously confronted their obstacles. Amen. The Bible said they took him up to the roof. Hallelujah. Yes. And, and began to tear the roof off and they laid lowered him down. Yes, Lord. That's some creativity right there upon a rope. Yes, Lord. So they can get him in the presence of Jesus. Uh, and somebody knows that there are times when you don't have everything, but you do have something Yes, And you have to creatively come up with a way to make it through whatever your situation is. Somebody understands that you didn't see your way through in this pandemic. Hallelujah. But but you use some creativity. Yes, Lord. You look in your refrigerator. Hallelujah. And sometimes you have to make a mayonnaise sandwich. Hallelujah. Creatively uh, uh, confronted your obstacles, and guess what? You still were able to prosper. Yes, Lord, even through the pandemic. That's what God does when we courageously and, and creatively uh, uh, confront our obstacles. As a matter of fact, some of you remember David. Yes, Lord, uh, when he was in the situation where uh, he didn't have any military training. Yes, Lord, he didn't even have a uniform, but he courageously and uh, creatively confronted the obstacle because there was a giant in the field in, in 1 Samuel 17. Hallelujah. But all he had was five smooth stones and, and he picked up his rag and he picked up his rock and he went giant hunting. Yes, Lord, when everybody else was too scared to move. Yes, Lord, David had a bias towards action as well as he creatively and courageously confronted his obstacles. When everybody else was saying, you know what, Goliath is too big to fight, David was saying, you know what, he's too big to miss. Hallelujah. And that's what we got to do. We got to courageously, hallelujah, and creatively confront our obstacles. Yes, Lord. And, and when everybody else is scared, hallelujah, these men said, you know what, we're going to carry our corner. And, and if we can't get him in the front door, yes, Lord, if we can't get him in the window, we're going to go up to the rooftop. Uh, and tear the roof off and we still are going to get our friend to Jesus. And I'm just wondering today, do I have any roof rippers in the house? Yeah, That's who I want to run with. Yes, Lord, because I know that anytime you do trying to do anything great, uh, uh, the enemy will throw some obstacles in your way for free. As a matter of fact, there's some people that will tell you for free what you cannot do. Hallelujah. But does anybody know if God be for you? Uh, he, he's more than the world against you. Hallelujah. So uh, so he was saying there, you know what? This is what we need to do. We need to creatively and courageous, courageously confront our obstacles. And as I get ready to take my seat. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, we're looking at this particular situation uh, where it begins. Number one, with having a compelling vision. 
Uh, and then number two, where it continues with having a bias towards action. Yes, they didn't just let their friends stay there. They said, we got to do something. And then point number three is creatively and uh, courageously confronting our obstacles. And then fourth and finally, my brothers and sisters, hallelujah, expecting the supernatural. Hallelujah. Expecting the supernatural. Uh, as I like to say, uh, expecting God's super on our natural. It's expecting God's extra on our ordinary. Does anybody know that God is a God of the supernatural? Uh, God is a God of the extraordinary. Hallelujah. And here it is right here. Then after these men had climbed up to the roof, tore the roof off and lowered their friend down, verse number five says, and when Jesus, oh Lord have mercy, saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, hallelujah, your sins are forgiven you. Amen. Hallelujah. When Jesus catched that, when he saw their faith. Does anybody know uh, what the psalmist said? He said, the eyes of the Lord upon the righteous. Yes, Lord, in his ear is attentive to their cry. God is looking for people who will still move by faith, even in the midst of our faults, even in the midst of our fears, even in the midst of our failures, even in the midst of when we operate in our flesh. God is still looking uh, for faith. As a matter of fact, he requires faith. He rewards faith. He re recognizes. Yes, Lord. And here it is in this text in verse number five. It says, when Jesus saw their faith. Amen. Uh, they said, who are these boys right here? Uh, they've carried this man all this way. Yes, Lord. And they were crazy enough to tear up the roof and drop this man down. And because of that, Jesus said, when, I, when he saw their faith, Lord have mercy. He said, son, your sins are forgiven you. But I want to catch, want you to catch this right here. Yes, Lord. Uh, Jesus, uh, he wanted to do the supernatural. And somebody understands that there are always some critics in the crowd. And here it is in verses 6 through 11 where it talks about the fact that, yes, Lord, there, there were some scribes that were sitting there and reasoning within their hearts. And they said, wait a minute. Who is this man who's speaking blasphemies? In other words, uh, they didn't know who Jesus was at the time. And they say, who has the power to forgive sins? And, and I love what Jesus said uh, to them uh, in verse number nine. He said, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your son, your sins are forgiven you or to say arise and take up your bed and walk. Lord, have mercy. In other words, uh, uh, there are situations and circumstances where God will let it look bad <laughs> so he can make himself look good. Uh, there are certain situations where God will create an atmosphere that this time when he brings you through, uh, yes, Lord, that even your doubters, even your demons, yes, Lord, it and everyone else will be able to say, didn't nobody do this but God? Yes, Lord, didn't nobody do this but God? So Jesus asked him, which one is easier? Because uh, anybody can say your sins be forgiven. Hallelujah. But he says, you know, well, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say take up your bed and walk? And somebody knows you don't have to be the brightest crayon in the box to answer that question today. Hallelujah. Yes, you understand it's harder for uh, somebody who's been down that long, somebody who's been paralyzed all their lives, uh, uh, that somebody who came in down uh, to be able to take up their bed and walk. And because they understood that it was harder for Jesus to say, you know what, take up your bed and walk or to heal the paralyzed man. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I want to do something this time. Yes, Lord. Uh, 
uh, I want to do something this time right here. Yes, Lord. Uh, that's going to show everybody in the room. Yes. Uh, that did nobody do this but God. Amen. And I just want to encourage somebody today because you've been in a situation that looked hard. Hallelujah. But I just want to let you know that it was only a setup. Yes. God was positioning the circumstances and the situations that, that even your demons. Yes. Even your doubters. Hallelujah. Even those that tried to deny you, let you know that you may try to delay my destiny. Guess what? You can't deny my destiny. Yes, Lord. Uh, when God shows up this time. Yes. When God makes a way this time. Yes. Everybody that knows that who sees what's going on would know, did nobody do this but God. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, and just and he said it this way. So that, you know, verse 10. Yes, Lord, that so that you may know that the Son of Man has the power on earth uh, to forgive sins. He said unto the paralytic, uh, verse 11, I say unto you, arise. Somebody shout, arise. Yes, Lord, I'm coming home now. Somebody shout, arise. Yeah, I know you've been down a long time. Yes, Lord, I know it looked bad. Hallelujah. Because you had somebody that didn't want to leave you in that situation. Because you had somebody, yes, Lord, that thought enough of you to look beyond themselves. Somebody had a compelling vision. Yes, Lord, for your life that, that look beyond your faults just like Jesus does and sees your needs. Hallelujah. Somebody didn't mind carrying their corner and bringing you into the presence of God. Hallelujah. Uh, because of that, yes, Lord, uh, uh, they had a bias towards action. They said, I can't leave you here. Hallelujah. Uh, and as a consequence, they creatively confronted all of the obstacles and they brought you into the presence of God. Uh, God says, you know what? Uh, I, I want to do something great in your life. Yes, Lord. The Bible says, he says, I say to you, arise. Uh, somebody shout, arise. Yes, Lord. I know you may have been down a long time, but Jesus said it's time to arise. Yes, Lord. Somebody knows it's time to arise. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in verse number 12 that immediately, uh, I like that word. Yes, immediately uh, he arose. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. And took up his bed and, and went out in the presence of all of them. And what I want to let you know today that Jesus wants to do something in the presence of all of your haters. Yes, Lord. Uh, David said it this way in Psalm 23, that he will prepare a table, yes, in the presence of your enemies. Does anybody know that God will do, uh, let you have a setback so he can set you up for a comeback? Yes, Lord. And everybody that counted you out, yes, Lord, because you still had some people in your corner, uh, because you had God in your corner, because you and God are still a majority. Yes, Lord. That God says, you know what? I want to do something, yes, Lord, that's bigger than you. Somebody shout, it's bigger than you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I know this one wasn't easy, but God did it. Amen. Uh, as a matter of fact, somebody can relate to that because even in the midst of this pandemic, somebody can say, I prospered during the pandemic. Yes, Lord. And even before the pandemic, you can look back over your past and look at all the ways that God made a way out of no way. How God moved mountains on your behalf. Yes, Lord. How he cut rivers out through the rocks on your behalf, not just for Moses. Yes, Lord. Does anybody know that God wants to set you up? And as a matter of fact, they said everybody was amazed and glorified. Saying we've never seen it like this before. And that's what I believe God wants to do. Yes, Lord. If he did it for Nehemiah, yes, Lord, who had a vision. Yes, Lord, who rebuilt the wall in a few days. Hallelujah. If he did it for the uh, the, the good Samaritan or the man that had fallen amongst thieves uh, and he put some, a good Samaritan in his life. Guess what? I believe that just like David, too, that God wants to make sure that everybody sees you. Everybody who knows your situation. And when God comes through this time. Yes, Lord, that everybody will have an understanding that didn't nobody do this but God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, that everybody who saw your situation, everybody who saw you, yes, Lord, you came in lame. 
Uh, but you're not going to leave the same way you came. You left out leaping. And that's what God wants to do. Yes, Lord. And my challenge to you, my brothers and sisters, yes, Lord, is to expect the supernatural. Uh, to expect the supernatural. I'm through raising my voice, but I do want to minister this point to you. I want to let you know that God wants you to expect the supernatural. Yes, Lord. Uh, even in the midst of those situations, uh, God wants to remind us today that we're better together. God wants to remind us today, yes, Lord, that we all have a corner to carry. Yes, Lord, even in the midst of this pandemic and everything that has gone on that we've seen in 2020 and 2021, God wants to remind us, yes, Lord, that we all have a corner to carry. God wants to remind us that, that the wages of sin is still death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Yes, Lord. And, and God is still uh, trying to get our attention to let everybody know that we can be forgiven of our sins. Uh, but we have to live beyond ourselves. We have to come to the conclusion, yes, 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 that is bigger than me. I got a vision not only for my house, but I want my whole neighborhood saved. I want my whole job saved. Yes, Lord. And as a consequence, I'm going to have a bias towards action. Hallelujah. Yes, God, use me. Whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. And as a consequence, yes, Lord, give me the creativity I need. Give me the courage I need that I can still go giant hunting. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. It, it, it may not be easy. There are some obstacles that we'll always face. Yes. Whenever God is grooming anybody for greater. Yes. There's always an obstacle in our way. But what I've, I've learned of the Lord, that God will give you ideas. He'll speak to your heart. He'll speak to your mind. Yes, Lord. And even if you have to climb up on the roof and tear the roof off. Yes, Lord. He can give you what you need to creatively confront and even conquer your obstacles. And then after you do just that, the God I serve, yes, Lord, he wants to put his super on your natural. Hallelujah. He wants to do the supernatural in your life. And I've gotten to the point where I expect the supernatural. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I expect the supernatural. I've gotten to the point in my life where God has been so good. Where God has brought us through so many situations, individually and collectively. Hallelujah. That now I'm at a point in my life that, Lord, I expect you to do some things. That when people see what you have done in the lives of us, individually and collectively, uh, that everybody, the scribes, the Pharisees, every demon, every doubter, will be able to declare, did nobody do this but God? They were all amazed. Anybody else got that testimony? Yes, Lord. That I'm looking for a miracle because that's what the Clark sisters said. Y'all remember that old song? Some of y'all old school enough to remember that I'm looking for a miracle. I'm expecting the impossible. I feel the intangible. Yes, I want to see the invisible. They go on to say I'm looking for a miracle, but it begins by what you believe because they said I'm going to believe it and receive it. So the question to consider is what do you believe today? Uh, do you have a compelling vision? Do you believe that Jesus is in the house? Do you believe in the power of the word of God? That God can still speak his word? That God can still heal, lift, deliver? If you're here today and you're hearing this message, I want to let you know that God wants you to be saved. Hallelujah. And there's some things on our screen right there. Yes, Lord. You can just type Jesus uh, to the number that you see on your screen. Amen. And, and the God that I serve. Yes, the God that I serve. He will heal you. He'll renew you. He'll revive you. He'll save you from your sins. He'll say, son, daughter, your sins has been forgiven thee. 
And then again, we thank God for those that have joined during this pandemic season. Yes, that have not only connected with Christ, but also understand that we're better together. Yes, who have connected with the Cedar Grove Church. If you're listening to this message and you need a, a church home, I want to let you know that you can type family to the message, that, to the number that you see on the screen. And you can become a part of the best church, in my opinion. I'm a little biased. Yeah, this side of heaven where you can get you some Cedar Grove love. Yes, we're here where we're committed to equipping disciples to positively impact the world for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus is in the house. The word is going forth. And you don't have to leave the same way you came. Even if you came in lame, the God that I serve. Yes, he wants to leave you out, bring you out leaping. Amen. But again, it all begins with having compelling vision. And the vision that God has for the earth, yes, Lord, is that you may be saved. Uh, hallelujah. And then next thing is have a bias towards action. Jesus has already done his part. He's hung, bled, and died for our sins. Yes, the bias towards action. The next step is on you. Come to him, all you who labor and heavy laden. Jesus said, I will give you rest. And then, even in the midst of that, creatively confronting obstacles. Yes, I know we can uh, come to the altar like we used to. Hallelujah. But uh, we've given you some creative, creative ways. Yes, you can type and text. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. You can reach out to us uh, by using all the mechanisms that we've decreed and declared on our Facebook site, our YouTube site. Yes, Lord. Uh, be cre we've been creative and we've made it easy for you. And when you do that, expect God's super on your natural. God's going to do some great things. I'm expecting the supernatural, not only for me, but to you, to all other believers. He's still looking for our faith, and he's still recognizing it. He's still requiring it, and he's still rewarding it. The word of God for the people of God, and the people of God did say, amen. May God bless you. May he forever keep you is our prayer.